Thank you again for tuning in to the 9 to 5 to Rich audio blog. This is Joshua Esters back again for another episode. This one is a little past due. We're going to talk about April's business report. Got another uh, got another good one coming at you. So let's go ahead and get straight to it. All right. So I'm heading over to. Um, inventory lab to take a look at my numbers for for april april um total sales for april were twenty seven thousand eight hundred twenty six dollars so again that's twenty seven thousand eight hundred twenty six dollars and um you know that's one of my uh one of my biggest months um you know, since doing this whole thing, um, you know, I started maybe a few months. What was it? I started back in June, actually. Oh, you know what? Actually, we're coming up on a one year anniversary um, from when I started back on Amazon selling. So that's another uh, that's going to be another episode in and of itself. But um, right before Q4 last year, 2018, I found a few opportunities to do a lot of volume, do a lot of numbers, and um, I did really well in Q4. There's episodes on that further back. But uh, this here is, you know, to to hit a number like this, I was hitting numbers like this in Q4. So to hit these numbers during, during the year, um, it just gives me gives me hope, you know, gives me a little bit of confidence, lets me know that I can, you know, that I can actually I can actually do this. And, um, you know, just it's just super is super exciting to um, have some numbers like that. Right. But these numbers don't mean anything. It's just sales. Right. It's just sales. So I have to break it all down first to see to see if uh, to see if it really means anything. Right. The only thing that really means something is profit, 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 profit. If you're not making profit, I don't know what you're doing. So if you if this is your first time joining me for one of these um, income reports or business reports, as I've been calling them, it's the first time listening to one. What I usually do is I just break it down. I go from top line, um, top line from sales all the way to profit. Sometimes I skip over skip over some of the little expenses because it's just stuff that, you know, I don't really want to go over. It's not really exciting or anything like that, or it's just not that big of a deal. I kind of hit all the main, the main expenses, the main, uh, all the main stuff from my profit and loss statement. If you're a seller on Amazon, you probably already know what um, accounting system I use. I use the, uh, I use Inventory Lab. I've been using Inventory Lab since day one, and I recommend anyone who uses, uh, who's an Amazon seller to use in- Inventory Lab right out the gate. You know, no other accounting software, no QuickBooks, no, uh, what is it, GoDaddy bookkeeping, none of that. For Amazon, you're going to need an Inventory Lab. It's going to save your life, I promise you. It's going to save your life and also save you time. So that's one of the reasons why I am a huge proponent of the Inventory Lab system. Um, so, so yes, yeah, so let's, let's get straight to it, you know. Um, so I did just over 27000 in sales in the month of April. I sold how many units? Um, I sold uh, one thousand 
386 units. Um, I don't even think I was moving that many units in Q4. I mean, um, that is quite a number of units. So um, had 1,386 units come into the house, boxed up, sent them right back out. Um, so a lot of the a lot of activity happening, a lot of activity happening. So, all right, so let's go down line by line on the profit and loss statement, which, um, which can be found on Inventory Lab. Um, so let's head over to that real quick. Um, all right, cool. So just, yeah, 27,826. So I'm just gonna say 28,000, just to round it up, keep the numbers simple, you know, keep the language, keep the English flowing uh simply right okay so refunds um refunds i had 820 820 bucks in refunds come through for that month um let's see not too bad not too bad only a thousand bucks less than a thousand dollars of um less than a thousand dollars just over uh twenty eight thousand dollars you know so as a percentage that's uh that's not bad at all all right, so um, there's different, you know, in, 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 in inventory lab, there's different sections of the profit and loss, right? So you have the income section and you have the, uh, the expense section and ultimately you have the, um, the profit section. Uh, the, the expense section is going to be, the, the, the expense section is broken down in, other subsections um I, I i won't name it just to keep it simple but you have the the income section the profit and loss statement always has the income section the expense section and the um you know the profit section all right so as far as the income section that's pretty much it um so after you know there's a few um pluses pluses and minuses in the income section the minuses will be the refunds um and the pluses will be like uh the shipping credits sometimes when um amazon um how do you say it amazon will sometimes when you sell something sometimes when you sell it like merchant fulfilled for example um that means you you fulfill the item yourself after the the customer purchases it, you fulfill it, you send it to the customer directly. Uh, sometimes they'll, I guess, subsidize the shipping a little bit, right? So that's what the shipping credits are. They 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 pay four ninety nine, five ninety nine towards the shipping, you know. So and then you know what the net is, it could be plus or minus. So you may make a little money, you may lose a little money, or not lose a little money. You may make a little bit a little bit money on the shipping or you may spend some money on the shipping so it's not it's not a loss but it could be a gain um it doesn't show that here whether i put money into any individual items that i shipped in terms of uh, paying for shipping it just has for example just the shipping credits the total shipping credits that amazon has given me given me um you know, for that month, for the items that I sold that um, that uh, that fit into that that category that I was just talking about. But anyways, um, I don't want to digress too much on that. But uh, so the total, the net for the income section, this is for the income section, the my 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 um, uh, income 
came down to 27,158. Like I said, because there's some plus and minuses going on in that section that are just kind of small. And I don't really care to go over except for the refunds. I I think that's an important number to talk about. Um, All right, cool. So let's get down to the expense section. Okay, the expense section of the um, of the profit and loss statement. The first item on the expense section is the cost of goods sold right so if you've been listening to the podcast you know what that means and if this is this is your first time it you know i won't go into too deep into it it is what it sounds like it's the cost of the goods you sold so my cost of goods sold for that month was seven thousand nine hundred thirty five dollars seven thousand nine hundred thirty five dollars that's an important number talk about And there's a few other important numbers in the expense section that I'm going to get into. It's the uh, the the fees, right? The fees Amazon takes out, you know, they they take out theirs. They take a chunk. You know, you're you're selling stuff on their platform. You didn't build your website. You didn't pay for SEO uh, search engine optimization. You didn't you didn't pay for any of that, you know, and and. You didn't have to drive traffic to your website or find a way to do that. So they're going to charge you a fee for bringing customers to you. Um, they charge you a fee per item, right? So there's a, there's a few different types of fees um, that Amazon takes per item. Um, one is called the Amazon referral fee. And um, the Amazon referral fee um for me that month of april was four thousand one hundred sixty eight so that's one of the fees okay but the total for that month was four thousand one hundred sixty eight the um that one's called the uh, i think i think i already said it the amazon referral fee that's one of the the fees that they charge per item the other uh, fee they charge per item is the fba fulfillment fee and what that is, if this is your first time listening, what that is, is the fee that you pay Amazon to um, store your goods at their warehouse and to fulfill the orders and for the customer service and all the different things that you don't have to do as a seller that they do, you know, the packing and shipping and and, and, you know, sending over to UPS, USPS or whoever, all those different logistical things that a warehouse does um, that a ful- that a fulfillment center does uh, for you. So that is the FBA fulfillment fee. You will not incur these fees if you're doing what's called merchant fulfilled, also called MFN. You're not going to pay this fee because you're the one storing it. You're the one warehousing it. You're the one. Uh, shipping it, packaging it, shipping it, and you're handling the customer service. When the customer has a problem, they contact you and you're responsible for whatever happens. Okay. Um, But, you know, the beauty of Amazon is that you do the FBA. They handle a large part of the business for you. But there are some opportunities in some cases where Merchant Fulfilled is just a better route. But as a entire business model, um, that may be unlikely 
as of now, it may be unlikely to for you to run a 95% merchant fulfilled business on Amazon. That may not be the best thing to do. So Amazon charges you a FBA fee. For me, FBA fee came up to be 4058 um, and what I've been noticing over the months is these fees are pretty much uh, the Amazon referral fee and the FBA fulfillment fee. They're usually about the same, you know, um, they usually about the, they usually come out to about the same. Um, so, yeah, uh, there's not much fluctuation in terms of the differences in terms of um, at least in my history in terms of selling. There's not much different. They're usually the same, the same number. You just add them up. The the fee that I charge, the, the the fees that I paid to Amazon were just over eight thousand bucks. So that's how that's how that works, pretty much. Um, all right. So that is that is an important line item to discuss. And I got like these little things, you know, little fees here, like seven dollars ninety eight cents for other stuff related to selling. So um, yeah. So I'm not gonna talk about that. And let's see, let's move on down. All right, cool. So the next one I want to talk about, the next expense I want to talk about is the 30-day storage fee. Now, uh, the 30-day storage fee for this month wasn't that much. You know, I, I didn't have too many products that stayed in the uh, warehouse or at the Amazon warehouse for more than 30 days. As of now, these are, you know, these are small numbers, um, um, a small expense, but I think it's actually worthy, worthy to talk about. And the reason is this is something relatively new that Amazon's been doing, um, which is um you know charging you monthly for storing your products um their reasoning behind it is um part of it is they're they're not a warehouse they're not a warehouse as in the sense where oh, okay you know you store your stuff here it's not a storage unit it's not a warehouse and now that Amazon has been growing as fast as it's fast as it's been growing and the, the number of sellers have been growing as very quickly, uh, they're they're you know, they're they have limitations. Right. So they want to start charging people to kind of motivate them to sort of think about what they send in, because some people send in books that may not sell. They send in books they want to sell FBA and they may not sell for six months. And the seller doesn't care. They're not being charged for it. It doesn't matter. So what? Right. But they want to um, kind of put a fee, a price of, you know, a price on it just to. So so people can kind of get more thoughtful. Um, and not only that, you know, it, you know, they 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 they're losing money every time they they, they store these places, uh, store your your products because they could be storing other products that move a little bit faster, right? So they're, they're space. It's, it's, it's just all business. It's common sense. You know, it's, it's nothing, uh, nothing, uh, nothing too crazy. But if you've been selling on Amazon for a little while, um, at least, uh, if you're new to the game, it's, 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 it's really nothing. I mean, it's just, it is what it is. It's a 30 day storage fee. Usually when you come in the game, after new new uh, new policies and things like that have been implemented, it's just easier for you to just continue to move on. It's just like, oh, that's normal, right? But for those of people who've been selling for a little while, 
um, a lot of people are not talking about this. A lot of people are not talking about 30-day storage fees. There's no reason, you know, to give Amazon more money than what they need. There are times where you want to store things in Amazon's warehouse for a little bit. There, there may be some t- particular reason. Like I, I had a particular reason where I'm like, okay, I don't care about the storage fee. It's not, it's not much, um, but I need to get this. I need to get these products out, you know. Um, and then they, they, they take a little. They take a little more than a month for it to sell. So I'm going to encourage. I'm going to incur uh, storage fees for for that particular product that I'm talking about. But anyways, um, another expense I want to talk about is the inbound shipping fees. Okay, so the inbound shipping fees that those are the fees that um, um, that you pay for uh, for shipping to the to the Amazon warehouse. So uh, if you've if you're currently a seller now, you know how to create a shipment and um, get that sent to the Amazon warehouse. You know, you pay X amount of dollars to create the shipping labels and all that kind of stuff. That's that's that stuff. Right. Uh, so the total for me that month was three hundred bucks. So um, I pay three hundred bucks in shipping to Amazon. That's basically new inventory. And when I say new, that doesn't mean like sometimes it's the same stuff I've already been selling. I just have more of it now. So, you know, it's just products that I'm sending out to be sold. Um, which is not a bad number, 300 bucks, you know, it's, it's really not a bad number. And in the, the shipping, uh, Amazon has these relationships with the different carriers, USPS, UPS. Um, I don't use FedEx, but I think different parts of the country may be using FedEx, uh, uh, because you don't, you don't all the time get to select which carrier, um, you're going to choose, uh, that you're going to use to send your products to the FBA warehouse. Um, so, but anyways, for the most part it's ups where i live and it's just super super discounted i mean they have like these just amazing amazing rates to send these products to the amazon warehouse it's just just fascinating um and i didn't really know how amazing it was until i um until i shipped something just outside of business just you know i sent something to to someone i know uh, you know by myself on my own dime and it was just like crazy expensive at least in my opinion, right? Um, that probably was the norm, but it's just crazy expensive just to ship stuff. Like it, it really is. So Amazon has these amazing rates that they that they give that they pass down to the sellers. All right, cool. So let's see. Moving, moving along, moving along. Um, I've been playing with um, uh, Amazon's pay per click pa- platform. Uh, let me say that again, pay-per-click platform. <laughs> All right. Okay, so I've been playing with that a little bit, trying to get sales and trying to figure out a few things. Um, um, you know, just trying to use it a little more, just get more familiar with it because it is something that um, any any seller, any seller is going to have to um, get more smart about. All right. So um, I in April, I... Uh, there's something called, uh, oh, and back to the advertising, I spent $57 on that total to advertise my products on the Amazon platform. And then there's another one called uh, Merchant Fulfilled Shipping Label Costs, right? So when a customer um, orders something that I have Merchant Fulfilled, that I fulfill myself, I've paid a total of $802 for the shipping. 
Um, and they, they, they're, they're, those rates are pretty good too. You know, those rates are pretty good. They have really good shipping rates for, for that as well. Um, um, so yeah, so 802 bucks. So man, I must've, I got to look back deeper into that. I must've been selling a whole lot of stuff, mer merchant fulfilled. Um, but yeah, total of $800, $802. Okay. Um, all right, moving on, moving on. Any other numbers that are pretty big? All right. So, you know, this is actually, uh, my first time looking at this. So I'm actually doing like a unboxing uh, podcast, right? Where I'm just unboxing my numbers. Um, I haven't seen it before. You haven't heard it before. So, and I'm looking, I'm looking at this right here. Um, this number is actually something I need to pay a little bit more attention to, to see if there is a, hmm, yeah, to see if there is a, to see if I'm getting more than what I'm spending. So am I getting more value than what I'm spending, right? So let's, let's, let, 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 let me just get straight to it, right? So this, what I'm talking about now is called the uh, inventory placement service. Okay, so um, I may have talked about this before, but uh, but if not, the inventory placement service, um, that is when, and this only people who have been selling on Amazon who have created shipments may understand this. But if, you, if you're new to the game or you haven't done anything yet, um, you know, it's another thing you can think about, uh, which is very helpful, actually. Um, so when you create a shipment, so a shipment is when, um, and I, and I do it on inventory lab. Uh, I don't, I don't do it on seller central, which is the, the Amazon, um, you know, the Amazon seller login. I don't do it there. I do it on, um, inventory lab. So a, a shipment is pretty much you listing the, the products you're going to send to Amazon. So you're packaging and um, putting the labels on the products that you're going to send to the Amazon warehouse to be shipped there, right? But what happens is, and this is very, this, this is very frustrated, frustrating, and a lot of new people have questions about this when they first start, is when you're creating the shipment, as you're creating it, when you're putting different products into the software, Amazon is going to already tell you which warehouse it's going to be sent to. So the, 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 the frustrating part or the part that kind of just is really annoying is let's say you have three different products. Let's just say that. And let's say you have 20 of product A, 10 of product B, and five of product C. So 20, 10, five. Okay. So when you put those three products in and you put the, the number of units of each one in, so 20, 10, and five, Amazon will split up your uh, will split up to split up where those units are going to go. 
So you're talking about possibly, uh, and this is a possibility. So let's say Amazon splits up your shipment to um, two different warehouses. All right, so two different warehouses. So product A, 20, is going to go to um, one warehouse. Product B, you have uh, 10 going to the same warehouse as product A with the other 20. And then product C, which you have five of, you're going to have three of three out of that five going into the other warehouse with the other with the other products. So that means two units are going to uh, warehouse two, the second warehouse. Now, that's actually a better scenario than what will actually happen. But the problem is, is with that, uh, with those two units, um, those two units that you're going to send to that other warehouse, the shipping just doesn't make sense sometimes. It just, the, the, the shipping doesn't make sense when you're talking about a lighter box. Smaller and lighter boxes, the, uh, the what is it called? It's called um, inbound, right, the inbound shipping, right? The inbound shipping, inbound meaning, you know, it's, it's kind of, you know, inbound. You're going from your house to warehouse. That's, that's, that's considered inbound, right? So the inbound shipping on those uh on on those two boxes it might be three boxes you know you might have to put product uh a and b into two separate boxes but anyways the point is you have that the, those two units that are going to one warehouse that's going to fit in one box the shipping can get a little out of control uh in terms of the pricing right because it's just that's just how it is the smaller and lighter the higher the shipping and that's actually a better scenario than like i said it's a better what i just gave you is a better scenario than what i um that what actually might happen what actually might happen is you might have five or six different products and you might have one of this and five of that and four of that and it just splits it up into different warehouses so you might have like three units going to one warehouse 10 units going to another warehouse and those are and, and those are three different shipping um um those are three different uh shipping scenarios that you have to pay for right each time you have a separate warehouse that you have to send products in that's a different um that is a different payment right so you're going to pay as many times as you have uh as you have like different warehouses you're shipping to so if you have different warehouses you have three different warehouses you're shipping to you're going to pay three different inbound shipping costs right because they each weigh differently and all this kind of stuff because they're going to three different places that i mean when i first started i mean that just like drove me nuts and it took a long time it took a long time to do a shipment and um and uh it it, it just it just sucked <laughs> honestly like so coming back to coming back to um what i was saying earlier about the um inventory placement uh, let me make sure i got the right name inventory placement service so what inventory placement service when you turn that on on your seller central account when you turn it on that allows you to send everything into one warehouse not all the time the only possible other scenario is that you might have to send some units to a second a second warehouse it, it but it's usually like a, a bulk amount 
So it's not going to be like two or three of this. But if you're but but this only makes sense when you're getting a whole lot of uh, when you're buying in bulk and you're buying a lot of the same stuff. Um, so if you have like 50 units of one product or 100 units of this product and, and, and all that kind of stuff, it evens itself out um, in terms of the price to ship the inbound shipping. It kind of evens itself out because you just you just don't have any situation where you're sending two or three units to any one warehouse you're sending 100 200 50 60 whatever it is but most of the time when you do a shipment it's going to all go into one warehouse so you're going to throw all that stuff in one you know as many boxes as you can but it's the same stuff right you don't have to worry about redoing it and taking this stuff out of this one because you thought it was going to go in, you thought it was going to go to that warehouse and it just all goes to the same place Amazon charges a fee for that, right? Um, from their perspective, it's it makes sense for them to have stuff at different warehouses because, you know, they got they want products spread across the world, across the country, rather, right? So when someone actually buys it, you know, it can there's it's just spread all across, you know, and then someone buys it is the likelihood they they have it logistically figured out where the likelihood of them getting it on that second day is better right so they don't want you to have all this stuff in one place um but you if you do you have to pay right um because what happens is when you send that stuff to one place one warehouse that warehouse then ships it out to other warehouses and you know they they charge for that stuff right all right so my inventory placement service fee for the month of april seven hundred and fifty three dollars that sounds like a lot, <laughs> you know, but, um, you know, I, I honestly, I don't know how to do it any other way. Um, and, um, if there is a better way, I'm, I will do it, but I like inventory placement because I don't want to spend any more time than I have to shipping stuff. Like I just want to throw stuff in the box, tape it up. It's all going to one place. It's good. And, um, shipping is the uh, or prepping this is called prepping prepping my inventory is the worst part of the business to me that's the part that i hate the most um and i was able to um i was uh, over time i've been able to um make it as easy as possible for me and i i actually just made it easier so doing inventory placement was one of the things that I did to make it easier and faster for me. Okay. Um, so I, I, I pay, I pay a premium for that, right? I pay $753. Um, and you know what? It's actually, you know, I'm thinking about it. It's like, it's actually worth it for me right now because another thing I can do is I, I, if some people are thinking like, well, if you hate it so much, go ahead and outsource it. Right. And, and, and that's what people do. The people, um, there's companies out there you can pay to prep your items for you. I'm not there yet. I, I have trust issues. I just have trust issues, <sighs> man, you know, and I, 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 I'm just not there yet. Um, so I pay, I pay a price to do it myself. I pay the price of time and also pay the price, um, you know, with this inventory placement stuff. 
you know, I, I, I don't know. I'm just not there yet. I, I want to be there. Like, honestly, I keep going back and forth with myself. Like, yeah, I'm going to get a prep company. They're called prep companies. Yeah, I'm going to get a prep company. I'm going to send my stuff there, and they're going to do it for me. And, and uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I, I, I get so hyped, you know. <laughs> and then when I get some new inventory, I'm like, when I'm ready to buy some new inventory, I'm like, yeah, send that to the house, you know. Just send it to the house. I'm not, you know, it's just, it's, 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 it's very, it's, it's a serious problem. It's actually a serious problem. You know, it's a serious problem that I have, um, because it does take time. And a lot of times like part of the reason why I, I burnt out in the past and even recently, or sometimes I, I, sometimes I burn out, you know, sometimes I burn out and it's usually because I'm spending a lot of time in the garage prepping my shit. It's usually because of that, you know. Um, um, so, yeah, like I said, I, I sold, what was it, 1,300 uh, units? What was it? I sold 1,300 units. Uh, yeah, 1,386 units in April. So I've been, I've been, I've been prepping, you know, so that means I prepped. Uh, I prepped more than that because not all the products that I had sold that month. So I've been prepping like 1,700 units. Like my shipments that for that month or the month before have been like like 700 units, right? 600 units, 400 units, you know, like they're up there. Um, but one of the things that I, the, the other thing that I just started doing, which I should have been doing from the beginning, I heard about, but I didn't really take any action on. Um, now when you're prepping, I'm kind of going on a tad tangent with this shipping thing, this prepping thing. So, um, but it's, I think it's very valuable because I think, you know, first starting out inventory placement and, um, what is this other one called? Um, the other one called is called, it's not really called anything. Maybe it is, but it's a, um, it's a prepping service that Amazon does. Um, so so let me just back up a little bit, give a little context. So when you ship an item to Amazon, there's a label that you have to print out and put over the barcode of the product. So there's a barcode on the product, and then there's a label that Amazon gives you when you when you're doing a shipment um, on you know on your software um, that you have to print out and put over the barcode. That is one of the things that took me the longest. You're talking about 13, 15, 1600 units and printing out a label and slapping it on the products for all of them. That was killing me. I could have done what I did. I could have done that a long time ago, which is I pay Amazon to do that for me. So you can actually turn it on to where or in inventory lab, you can when you, before you create the shipment, you know, in the settings before you create the shipment. Uh, you can have it to where Amazon will place those labels on the 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 products for you, and it's twenty cents. Twenty cents, man. I will pay twenty cents any day. Twenty cents per unit, right? I'll pay twenty cents per unit any freaking day, because it saves me so much time. Like that that was the thing that took the most time. And towards the towards you know, right now it's June third. So towards the last couple of months, that's what I've been doing. I just been like throwing the products but usually I don't I don't get new boxes or anything like that I'll order the stuff you know 
I order it and then I, I'll count it just to make sure it, you know, uh, I have all the stuff that I bought and then I just put it right back in the freaking box and then, you know, um, tape it back up and I send it back to Amazon. That has been a game changer for me. That one thing that I could have done a long time ago, actually I could have done that when I was doing a re- retail arbitrage, uh, um, retail arbitrage. I could have been doing it back then too, because that, cause this is creating the shipments and per- prepping the products that stuff takes too much time like you're taking time away from yourself from your you know your leisure or whatever or from your your playtime whatever you you do you know or even sleep right it just takes too much damn time i don't have time to be shipping shit <laughs> you know what i'm saying like I, want, I, I try to make it as easy as possible so that's the reason why i keep inventory placement on that's the reason why i'm gonna p- keep paying uh whatever they charge um, and then, you know, it, the, the fewer units you do, the less you pay and the more units you do, the more you pay. So it's not like I'm gonna pay $753 every single month. It could be more, it could be less, depending on what I send to the FBA warehouse. All right. So let me get off that. Uh, let me get off that real quick. So that's about inventory placement, which is huge, you know? And like I said, the, the, the Amazon, uh, prep service where they put the labels on the barcodes of your products for you. That's huge. It's just a time saver. Um, you get some, you get, you get a lot of your life back, like a lot of it. Like it's been taking me, um, <laughs> I got back on this, so <laughs> I'm back on it. So anyways, it's been, ta- it, it took me, um, um, uh, like it used to take me like four or five, even six hours to create a shipment. You know, we're talking about like 700 units, putting the labels on, putting them in the box, counting them, make sure all the, you know, I got to make, you know, making sure everything's right. It'll take me like six hours. Right. And I got that down to like an hour and a half, two hours max. Sometimes I, and a lot of times I go slow, you know, uh, when, I'm, when I'm doing it, because I like to make sure I'm counting correctly. Right. So I got to make sure everything that I have is in those boxes that, you know, that no one can dispute what are what is in those boxes. Right. And then, you know, on top of it being 700 or 600, 500 units in the shipment, um, um, you know, have to weigh them and, um, you know, write that down. And there's 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 just a little bit more work that goes into it than just throwing throwing boxes in there. But the I'm telling you, the labeling, putting the labels on the products that took the most time. By far, that took the most time. Um, that took the most time by far. Um, now this is after I turned on inventory placement. So if I didn't turn inventory placement on, I don't know how long it'll take me to do these shipments, especially we're talking about 700 units. So with inventory placement on, now everything goes to one place. The next thing would be the labeling that took the longest. So I pay Amazon 20 cents per unit and actually, uh, man, I think it's going to, uh, like I said, it's my first time looking at this profit and loss statement with you. So, or a period. So warehouse prep fees. Yep. So, yep. Some of those prep fees, we're going to talk about that right now. The prep fees that I paid for Amazon to slap on the labels. We're going to talk about that real soon. Um, I, I got that on here. The great thing about inventory lab is I don't do shit. I just sell and the numbers show up. Right. There are times where I have to, um, I have to put certain expenses in. Like if I go buy, um, if I go buy like somewhere, if I go buy stuff like physically my, like myself, if I do it, if I go buy something like an expense, I have to put it in, um, the inventory lab system, but all the Amazon stuff, all of the fees and everything like that, that shows up automatically. Like the amount that I pay them and 
you know, my sales, it all shows up automatically. I have to put in expenses that I do myself, that things that I do by myself, right? Um, uh, all right, cool. So let's see, moving down the expense column here a little bit. Monthly storage fee, we talked about that. Uh, monthly subscriptions. I pay a total of $90 for monthly subscriptions. That's from, uh, from merchantwords.com to uh, Inventory Lab um, to, uh, what is it? Inventory Lab and Seller Central. And actually, um, my Amazon Pro, it's a, it's a different line. The Amazon Pro subscription, and that's a line that's automatically updated. The monthly subscription is one that I added myself. So, you know, stuff is automatic. I don't have to keep going in every month to, um, to put these numbers in. So my Pro subscription, actually I pay a total of, let's see, $87 plus $39.99. Whatever that is, that's what I pay in monthly subscriptions. It's on two separate lines, though. So the Amazon Pro subscription is $40. You have to pay Amazon $40 a month to sell on their platform. And then the other subscriptions that I have, like Inventory Lab, I pay $49 for that. I pay $9 for Merchant Words. I pay like $1.99 for, what is it, um, um, OneDrive, Microsoft OneDrive, and there's a few other little small subscriptions here and there. I don't pay anything crazy right now, which is really good. Um, and I want to stick to it that way for, for a little while because um, there's a lot of stuff you can, be, you can be paying. There's a lot of tools and all these different things that you can actually be paying for. And that stuff adds up, you know. So, um, okay, so the amount of uh, boxes, uh, I have a column. I have a, a row here called bo um, shipping boxes and office supplies. I've only spent $76 on whatever falls under that category and shipping shipping from like my suppliers, the people that I've been buying from, like I have to pay for shipping for it to, you know, come to my house. Um, I've been just because of the opportunities that I've been taking advantage of been super fortunate, um, that this came with it. Um, I, shipping is super cheap, $142 for all the stuff that I've been buying to sell. Uh, this is not normal. So don't take this as, Oh yeah, you know, I'm going to do wholesale and only pay $142. This is, no, that's not that will probably would never happen to you, you know? Um, but I found a few opportunities that I took advantage of, uh, which I'll probably talk about in the next podcast, but I've been hinting at it and talking about it in previous podcasts, but I'll probably get deeper into it next month. But um, yeah, so $142, you know, that's it. Um, all right, let's see. I bought a, um, I bought a, what did I buy? I bought a few courses. Did I buy courses? I bought some courses. Hold on. Let me go back in here because it says total $538. I bought like books and stuff like that. Um, and I, you know, I write it off as an expense because it's related to, you know, my business. Uh, I bought like a, like maybe I spent like 200 bucks on some Dan Sullivan um, material. I spent like, I bought like maybe six, seven, eight of his books and um, that was like 200 bucks. Um, I bought a course on, uh, on a Amazon strategy called the, uh, um, Amazon strategy, um, where you're working with, um, uh, suppliers or brand owners to, uh, it's like a, 
I, it was a, it's a strategy to become like an, a consultant for other businesses that want to sell on Amazon. So you are just a, become a consultant for them, you know, and that's pretty much what it is. They don't call it that, but that's what it is. Um, I bought a course on that. That was like, um, I got it discounted. What was that? That, that was, how much was that? So I have to go in a different section because um, in the profit and loss statement, it doesn't have like the details. It just tells me the numbers. Um, so let me, yeah, let's, let's, let's find out. Let's find out what did I spend on this education row for April. Okay, so I have to exit out of the profit and loss statement and just search my expenses. That's another thing, another great thing about Inventory Lab. You can search for whatever the heck you're looking for that you put in here. Just type in education. Like at that, I, I call the uh, row education. So just type in education in the search bar in the expense section, and it tells me. And I put notes, and it tells me, right? So I did, oh, that was only $37 that cons, uh, the consulting uh, course that I bought to kind of like help companies to uh, sell on Amazon and, and take a, uh, and take up, you know, and manage their Amazon account and take a, a, a cut of their sales every month. That's pretty much the strategy. Um, I bought a learning test. Um, I kind of wanted to, I did this new test that was recommended um, called the uh, Kobe test. K-O-L-B-E, that was 50 bucks. I spent $225 on um, uh, books. Oh, see, look. So I actually put this twice. And that's what, you know, and that's what made me look, that's what made me look at it because the number seemed a little too high. Um, but I had put the same expense twice. Right, two hundred twenty-five dollars for the books. I put that twice, so let's go ahead and delete one. That's gonna make my numbers look even, my profit even look even better. All right, cool. So let's go ahead and delete one of those bad boys. Okay. Well, at least I didn't. At least I put it twice instead of not putting in at all. <laughs> so yeah, that's a, a decent amount of money to make sure that's on the books, right? Uh, let's go ahead and delete that. Now, when I delete it, it's going to automatically update the profit and loss statement. It's automatic. I, I, I just, I love Inventory Lab. You cannot do this business without Inventory Lab. I'm sorry. People, people do. People try. And it's just the most ridiculous thing you could do. <laughs> you know, honest to God. Uh, it's the most ridiculous thing you could do. You're going to waste so much time if you don't have this. You're going to waste it. Just waste a whole lot of time that you need on sourcing and finding new products, right? All right, so let's go back to the uh, profit loss statement. We're almost we're almost down to the profit, the best part, the part that you want to know, right? You know, you probably already fast forwarded it by now um, to get to this to get to the profit numbers, and a lot of people care about that. But you know, I I, I share this with people. I share this on the podcast because I want to make this real, right? I mean, this is as real as it's going to get. There aren't Amazon sellers out there talking about their finances. They're just not. They're, they're posting how much they're making. They're doing all this craziness. I do it too, you know, but I know that I do this podcast. <laughs> so I feel better about myself. 
than the people who just post their numbers just to kind of, you know, show off. But when I post my numbers, I do make sure I say something that uh, encourages conversation. Right. So I don't just say, hey, look what I did. Right. When I, when I say post my numbers, I'm in different Facebook groups and stuff like that. Um, you probably see me in there. But um, like most recently, I posted my, my numbers, I think, for May or something like that. Um, and um, and I said, uh, don't, I said, don't give up, you know, like, don't give up. I didn't say, hey, look at me. Or blah 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 blah. Sometimes people like to see numbers, and it kind of just motivates them a little bit, right? So I just said, I said, I just said, don't give up. And then you know, there's like 25 comments in there. You know, I'm talking to people, I'm responding to everybody, telling people how I do it. You know, all this kind of stuff, right? So I encourage that conversation. And then if people start asking me about it, I tell them. They say, okay, well, how much you make? Then you know, people start doing this now in the in the in the comments. Oh, you post this. Well, how much you make? Okay, I made X amount of dollars. Oh, how'd you do that? How, 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 cause my, my numbers, my profits have been, uh, above average over these past couple of months. They just been above average because of the things that I've been sharing with you. Um, they just been above average, you know? So people, some people are in disbelief or some people, people some people probably think I'm full of, full of shit, you know, cause I don't post my, my, uh, my income and my, my profit and loss statement in the Facebook group, even though I have before. Uh, maybe back in March I'm in another group that I'm in that's a little more smaller and intimate I post my numbers there just because keep because you know people people talk shit you know what I'm saying like hey you know I just I just feel good about what I'm doing and I want to post it but I didn't like I didn't I, I posted it and then my comments I posted my my profit loss statement so that way it's like all right yeah so you want to see shit like you want to see my fucking numbers cool go ahead and look at them it's no big deal like I'm not out here trying to just be stunting on people with this these high sales numbers. Like it's obvious that profits are not going to be the the exact same thing as the sales. Like I didn't make I didn't make twenty seven thousand. That's fucking obvious. But um, but yeah, here look at my whole shit. You know what I'm saying? Like um, go ahead. You know I'm okay with that. You know, and if because there's people out there and there's people out there who's gonna be hating on you. You know all that kind of stuff. But there's other people out there who are who are smart. Right. They're going to look at this and be like, oh, OK, so this so this is what it could be like. Not this is what it is like, because like I said, my stuff is above average, at least recently. My stuff is way above average. OK, they're going to look at it like, oh, this is something. OK, yeah. Wow. This is pretty cool. You know, oh, this is what it could look like. Right. Um I would love to see something like this. What I'm doing with you right now, I would love to, to for someone to do, someone could someone did with me earlier. Um, just be like, okay, you know, I mean, it, it really doesn't mean much, you know. I mean, um, but yeah, this is what it could possibly look like. That's it, you know. Um, there's nothing wrong with you know doing twenty seven thousand in sales and your profits are three thousand. That that's that's nothing wrong with that. You know, but you get to look at the line for line to see where can you cut the fat, right? Is there any fat in your expenses that you can actually cut, right? That's that's the whole thing. That's the whole like someone smart is gonna look at that like, yeah, okay, this is cool. Let me look at these numbers and percentages. You know, I'll turn them into me personally. I'll probably turn some of these things into percentages and compare them to my numbers and say, oh. 
he's spending or he or she is spending um, $200 in, I don't know, uh, inbound shipping. I'm spending 1000 and I'm doing half their sales. What's wrong with that picture? Like, like, how can I cut the fat? How can I be more efficient? I, you know what I'm saying? So I don't know. I'm just, I'm just different, I guess. But, but I do like doing these income reports um, right now um, because I've been doing it for almost a year now, and it gives people the real thing. Not only, not only do, um, and it's not visual, you know. I'm just telling you, but, um, but. Um, I think it's pretty good. I think it's pretty cool. I think the people who are out there who are really ambitious and really smart, they're going to listen to these, um, these episodes and, and be like, okay, that, yeah, it's pretty cool. You know, like now, now I have an idea of what I can expect, you know, like I, you know, it just gives you more, I think it gives people a little more confidence to move forward, you know, just cause there's, there's a lot of fear out there, right? Just get a little bit more confidence, you know, like, and, and, and less fear, like, okay, you know, let me just go out here and do it. Let me just go out here and do it and see what happens, you know? Like, just, just go ahead and do it. And let me see what my numbers look like after I do it. It's not that bad, you know? So, anyways, I digress. All right, cool. So, all right, we're going to scroll down a little bit. A little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Scroll down. All right, so now my education expenses went down to $312.61. That's That seems about right. Um, all right, cool. The warehouse prep fees. So like I said, Amazon, they put these numbers in here automatically because it's art. Cause it's tied to my Amazon account, my seller account. Um, they talk to each other, you know, the inventory lab and the seller central account, they talk to each other. So but anyways, uh, the total that I, that I was charged for in the month of April was $88 and 40 cents. That does not mean that, um, the amount of, uh, like I, I don't know what from from what work that came from. That could have came from the the end of March, um, or or it could have came from April. I, I don't really know. You know, I have to dig in deeper to find out where that actually came from. But I spent hundred twelve ninety dollars ninety dollars for them to slap labels on my fucking products. Like I paid nine ninety dollars to save me like three hours of work. And I can get more sleep. I can listen to more podcasts. I can learn something new. I can spend time with my wife. I can spend time with my kids. I could do all these different things that actually mean something to me with that time, right? Um, so it just is, I'll pay it, you know, and I'm going to pay it. And I have been paying it 20 cents per unit. As, as of now, as of this listening, it could be different by the time you listen to this. I don't know. All right. Drum roll. Drum roll. Cool. Down to the net profit. Let's get to it. Net profit, $7,728. I am loving, I am loving, loving the month, the month of April. That brought me a nice chunk change. Okay. And what I, what I look at a lot of times is my cost of goods sold. Like what's the percentage of my cost of goods sold? This is, this is where I get my, my ROI, right? My return on investment. I take the profits over the uh, and divide it over the cost of goods sold and you get your ROI. You know, that's a basic calculation. Some people are going to argue other stuff and all this kind of stuff. But that is that that is the actual amount of money that I put into the products directly. It's my cost of goods sold. And um, and that's uh, in my profits divided by my cost of goods sold. 
um, that's a very, very good number for me, you know, that I like to look at. Um, there's other ways you can look at it, other things you can do, but it's just, it's just pretty good. Anyways, my cost of goods sold was 7,935, right? My profit, 7,728. So about, you know, I'm not even doing any math on the calculator. So you're talking about almost a hundred percent, uh, return on investment, almost maybe like 95, 98, 98%, 96 probably. Uh, that's a good number. And that is somewhat exceptional when it comes to um, um, wholesale. But, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, I haven't really been doing wholesale these past couple of months. I've been calling it wholesale, but it's not really wholesale what I've been doing. Um, I just found these opportunities by looking for wholesale (laughs) while I was trying to find wholesale. I was I was I found some other opportunities that that actually became a little better. That gave me better numbers than what wholesale will do. Wholesale, probably not all the time. Um, when I give you a hundred percent return investment, that's not, uh, and, and don't quote me, you know, I could be a hundred percent wrong. There is, I'm sure somebody's making a hundred percent return investment on wholesale items. I'm sure they are. There are, but as far as expectation, I wouldn't go in expecting that to be the, 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 the case for you coming out the gate. Okay. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, yep. Yeah, 7,728. I mean, that is, um, that's pretty decent. That is fucking decent. And, um, I'm, I'm, I'm very excited that I'm excited for the fact that I was able to do it, you know, because, you know, the reality is when you first like, there's no way I could have anticipated when I first started, there's no way I could have anticipated that one month or any single month I would do $7,000. And I think, you know, yeah, I think last month of March, March, I probably did 8,000. Was it 8,000? Let me take a look at March real quick. It's been a while. Cause this, this episode is late. Um, yeah, March wasn't even that great. March. Mar- nope. Let me take that back. Excuse me. When I say March isn't that great, I did not mean that shit. March was a fucking great now, a great, a great month. It was a great month. I did uh like four thousand six hundred eleven dollars uh, in March, right? Um, and uh, and if I'm telling you this, and then if you go back to March's episode, and it's a different number than what I said. Every now and then, the reason why there may be a difference from what I said now to the, the podcast that I put out for March business report, every now and then there's an accounting error, like the one that we discovered together, right? Um, sometimes there's an accounting error. I might be a couple of hundred dollars off. There's us- it's usually a couple of hundred dollars off. Um, and I have to go back and change it. And that's after the episode came out, you know? So it's usually a couple hundred dollar difference. It's usually no more than that. Um, so the, the numbers are still pretty, pretty, uh, pretty accurate, but, um, but it's usually not that much of a difference. Okay. Uh, yeah. So that was March. I mean, I just, I just had to look at it real quick to see what the difference was. So March was, yeah, just under 5,000. That is awesome. That is amazing. Um, and then what was it? Uh, uh, April, April, like 7,000, like, man that's that's pretty decent you know and and i am uh blessed you know i'm blessed you know um and and not to get all religious and stuff like that but um 
you know, there's just, I, I think there's just a, um, that I am blessed. I am blessed. I'm not a, I'm not denying the fact that I'm not blessed, but I want people to realize is when you put that fucking work in something fucking comes out, right? So you can be blessed. You could be, you know, hard work. It could be whatever it's called. It's called, it's, it's the same thing, but what it comes down to, I don't want people to get confused where it's like, Oh, you know, this shit was handed to me. Like if this is your first episode, you're, you probably think like, Oh man, damn, you know, he really like is doing these numbers. I, I can't do anything like this. Or, you know, he was already on, he was on already. Nah, player, listen to the first episode. Listen to the first couple of months of, of business reports. And you'll see that I turned nothing into something nothing i turned nothing into something and that's what i want to inspire people to do who are listening to the podcast listen you might not have 10 grand you might not have five grand you might not have two grand whatever it is you got to start somewhere you know start somewhere and you never know where you end up in a year from now or all this kind of stuff and you know what to be honest like even like i I haven't made it you know I, i didn't like oh i made it you know, $7,700 in profit, I made it. Like, nah, this this can go south next month. Like, all of it, you know? and Or it can go south three months from now. All of it, you know? It can go south. It can go south. Like, it's not like I'm not immune to um, fucking disasters, you know? Um, but it has given me the confidence that, hey, you know, I can actually do something. I can do this, you know? I can do it you know that's pretty much what it is i could do it i've gained a lot of skills uh a lot of thinking thinking uh, thinking tools i've gained a lot of thinking tools gained a lot of skills and gained a lot of uh just experience on how to sell on this platform this amazon platform and it's constantly changing i'm constantly trying to learn and um yeah i just look forward to some more success um you know if uh if the god if 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 the god allows it i look for more success uh real quick i haven't really talked talked about oh man i i don't even have this do i have this fully prepared i think so but i've been selling on other platforms you know macari uh poshmark ebay what else macari poshmark ebay i think that's it so I'm going to go through, I'm going to run through those numbers real quick. Just, I'm just going to talk about the profits. Um, month of, they were, they were dismal, dismal um, for the month of uh, April. So Macari, I made $3.54 profit. Um, what is this? eBay, I made $1.97 profit. Poshmark, Poshmark didn't make a damn thing. Yeah, I got a feeling I'm missing a platform, but I don't think so. Macari, eBay, Poshmark. I think that's it. I don't sell any other platforms. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I'm going to have this more together for the next episode. Um, Like I said, this was past due. This episode's past due. You know, it's June 3rd. I'm talking about April's business report so um yeah kind of late all right so confession time 
I'm gonna get through this confession real quick, then I'm gonna I'm gonna hop off this uh this microphone and get back to work. Confession, confession, confession. Yeah, I did I didn't start working out. <laughs> you know, um I didn't start running. I didn't stop smoking. Still nicotine addicted right now, you know? So that is my confession. Uh I fucked up. I didn't do what I said I was going to do and yeah. Not a good thing. And what I haven't been able to do, what I haven't done, and I don't know if this is good or bad, what I haven't done is beat myself up about it. Um, I, I'm just, you know, taking it day by day. And yeah, when I, uh, when I come back to it, I need to, when I come back to that point where it's like where I'm just super motivated to do it. Because right now, like the problem is like is, is I didn't commit to it as much as I shut up and I'm not super motivated to do it anymore. Like I waited, I waited too long to act after getting motivated. Like I was at like a, a peak motivated state, you know, um, when I, when I really want to do it, but I didn't take any action on it. And then a couple of days went by a week went by and then I said, fuck it. Um, that's, yeah, that's, that's where I fucked up. I think I think that's where I fucked up because as I've been trying to like assess myself recently, I've been like assessing myself like like how how have I you know how have I made extraordinary leaps in the past like when doing something whether it's with amazon or whether it's with other parts of my life there there are just certain parts of my life where i've made extraordinary leaps and and became successful at something right um i've been trying to like assess what i've been doing and and how i've been doing it and how i can recreate um those scenarios more often um and i think it came down to that when it came down to like being highly motivated and ready and ready to go, like just like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. Bam, 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 bam. And then I go out and do it right away. That's when I found the most success at something. When I did, when I, when I, I went from motivated motivation, high emotional commitment, and then took action right away. Um, yeah, that didn't happen. Right. I had high motivation, emotional connection and no action and then no action and then no action and then no action, no action, no action, no action, no action, no action, no fucking action. OK, Um. so, yeah, that's my confession. That's my confession. Um. I'm still vegetarian. I haven't eaten any meat for like uh, almost going on two months now. And I don't have any desire to eat that shit. And it's it, it, it's it's been eye opening because I can see certain things like that I didn't notice before. Like right now, I can see that we go to a restaurant. It's just, it's, just, it's just, well, what I what I see is I see that the consumption of meat is is 
is astronomical. Like you go to a restaurant and every meal has meat in it. And my question is, is why? Like, why? Why the fuck was I eating meat every night? Like, why would I? Why did I have to have chicken? Why did I have to have beef or you know whatever the fuck? I don't know. Like, why? Why was I eating that every night? I mean, it's not a bad thing to eat. I mean, it, it does have a certain effect on our environment. Too much. Too much of it. Too much of the manufacturing of it is having a bad effect on our environment and also you know too much of it is having a bad effect on our health like there's literally no need literally no scientific biological none of that there's no need for any person to have meat every single night you know it it, it, there's it doesn't and i wanted to challenge that i wasn't thinking like this when i first uh when i first uh became vegetarian and oh yeah you know let me back up a little bit so another thing when i wanted to become vegetarian i was highly motivated highly emotionally connected and i took action right away so i I became successful at that right and that didn't happen i I took action right away and that was around the same time that i wanted to cut the nicotine out all of that was connected anything health related um, the only thing I really took action on was the cons- my consumption of um, of, of meat, right? Um, I was hyper motivated to take care of other health related stuff like the smoking, and I haven't done that yet. I haven't did the workout yet, which I which I was highly motivated to do and emotionally connected, but didn't take any action, so I failed at that. Um, so back to it. Anyways, I kind of just repeated, repeated myself, but I was just, I'm just making that connection um, that I didn't really make before. Uh, but yeah, I noticed that, uh, you know, eating, eating meat, um, you know, it's, it's just on every, it's on every part of every meal. It's ridiculous. Uh, it's like, why? You know, because there is no, uh, there is no need for humans to eat it. We don't have to eat it to survive. You know, you're not going to miss any protein. That's the main thing people talk about. What do you get for protein? You need you need at least fish. That's what people say. You, you need you need to eat fish at least. Now, I don't need to eat fish at all. Um, um, but, you know, you're not going to miss any protein. You know, it's very hard to become protein deficient. So you're not going to worry about that. Um, but it has been a challenge because um, I am still trying to figure out what... Um, um uh what i'm trying to figure out what to eat sometimes right because it's just challenging that because i don't cook my wife does and she's been she's been very supportive um and she's been lowering her consumption she hasn't went all the way she actually went all the way um again um maybe this past week but she went um maybe two weeks a couple weeks ago, she did like two weeks without any meat, without without any meat consumption, and um, it it didn't work out too well for her, you know. So, um, but now she's she's back motivated to do it again, and um, she's been doing it for about a week now. But the struggle for her is she needs to she for her she needs to consume a little more, especially at that time. She just needed to consume a lot more food, you know, with the breastfeeding and. And, uh, you know, just the constant movement and, um, you know, taking care of the kids, you just need, you need energy. Right. And that's what food does a lot is just kind of give energy. You know, you can't be starving or all this kind of stuff, but the challenge is figuring out 
what to eat instead, right? But what what the the trap that people could fall into when they try they want to stop eating um, uh, meat, the trap is you try to find alternative meats. That's the trap. Soy or whatever the the veggie veggie based meats. You 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 fall into the trap of what do I eat instead? And you don't want to fall into that trap. You want to fall into the trap of, well, you don't want to fall into a trap at all, but you want to fall into the idea of what do I eat? Okay. Not what do I eat instead of meat or just what do I eat? Right. What, what should I be eating or not? What should I be eating for? What is actually, uh, what can I eat? What I should, what, what finding difficulty to word it. Right. Um, just like just just what should I eat? I guess you know we'll say like that. But the main point is you don't want to fall into the trap of what alternative meats should I be eating? Because you you're still thinking that you need meat. That you're still thinking that when you actually don't, right? So you you don't want to be thinking though. Well, I still need to eat meat like products. You don't you don't you want to get a hundred percent away from that. You just say okay. Well, what am I going to eat? Okay, like there are nights where I eat uh, uh, like um, uh, there's this trying to remember the name of this dish. Um, There's this place called where I live called Teriyaki Madness. Um, And they have um, they have a uh, what is it called? But the the point is, it's 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 uh, it's noodles and. like like Asian style grilled vegetables, right? And it was so good, right? And it was enough. It's it, it served on a pretty big big platter, but um but it's it's enough. That and and I was good I, I was good. I wasn't full. I was I mean I wasn't uh, hungry. I was actually full. And vegetables have a way of filling you up, you know, um in terms of like, you know, not feeling full. So you're not gonna go hungry. You just have to figure out and incorporate more vegetables into your into your diet, um, and and you know, I'm not an expert, so I won't go too deep into it. But but it's been good. I actually been thinking about actually uh, consuming meat a little more, like maybe fish, um, just because sometimes it 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 could be a burden uh, on on meal prep right because i I don't you know i don't actually spend too much time researching you know what i should be eating i just been i actually just been eating fine i haven't been like eating all this crazy stuff during the day or eating crazy at night because i i do consume some meat like products you know from time to time just to make it it kind of just makes things easier for my wife when she's preparing meals for us uh, for dinner um but I am in no, by no means, I am in a mind state of I need meat-like products. That's not even close, you know what I'm saying, to my mindset. But it is, a, a, it, it, it could be, a, it's a challenge, you know. Uh, and I thought about, like, maybe two weeks ago, I thought about, you know, maybe I should incorporate just some meat. Because I don't, I mean, I don't have a plan for what I'm doing. I'm not trying to be vegetarian for the rest of my life. I, maybe I will, maybe I won't. I really don't have a desire to eat meat. So maybe I will, maybe I won't. I don't know. But I was like, hey, you know, I, I, might, I just might incorporate some fish or something like that. But, you know, I haven't really acted on that. I haven't acted on that at all in, 
it's not really of interest to me right now. So right now I just kind of just been cruising. Um, I wanted to get into more uh, smoothie smoothies um, um, for the daytime because that's that's my biggest challenge is like lunch, like during the daytime. Like it's like sometimes like I mean I eat. I eat, no problem, but, you know, I'm just tired of eating the crap I used to eat before, <laughs> you know, um, you know, this frozen stuff and, and all this, you know, stuff like that, right? Um, so, I I like smoothies, I'm interested in smoothies, I'm interested in making smoothies and just making healthy stuff, healthy stuff, so, um, yeah, so I'm going to do that, get a blender and and get some recipes and, and get to going on that, and hopefully that... Uh, spins off to me making and preparing other foods because uh, I'm not really good at that I don't I don't know how to you know I don't like I said I don't cook or anything like that so it's it's a struggle but um but I've been doing fine um I, I'm not passing out <laughs> because I'm not eating I'm, I am eating that's not a problem um but yeah so yeah all right folks it's getting late um I gotta get to work Right now it's 2 a.m. Um, I'm usually in bed by like 4, 4 in the morning. So let me uh, do some, uh, some work for the last two hours, next two hours, and see you guys back again on the podcast. We're going to talk about um, May's business report, get that out the way, um, and then I'm probably going to have like an anniversary podcast right so it's it's june um i have to look at which day i actually lost my job i lost my job last june i think june 18th or something like that but yeah coming up on a year um went fast um wow it's crazy but anyways that's it for today start up stay up stay positive and um, keep selling.